Hello, welcome back to the Burning Eye podcast. It has been a summer. Um, hope you're all good. I'm Bridget Hart. I'm the host of the Burning Eye podcast and the editor for Burning Eye Books. Today, we are going to be joined by one of my personal poetry heroes, Sally Jenkinson, uh, who's here to talk about her new pamphlet, Pantomime Horse, Russian Doll, Egg. This is a poem cycle about giving birth, a creative response to the seemingly improbable and yet utterly commonplace act of somehow producing a human from your body. A roller coaster ride of visceral and vulnerability, exploring the agony and ecstasy of an everyday encouchment. Deanna Roger says, It is a hard thing to write a blurb for a piece of work which holds your face and your heart so steady daring you to also see into and through the abyss that is birth. These poems are an immediate weaving of worlds, past and present, home, hospital, power and surrender, all intimate and all universal. Sally Jenkinson was born in Doncaster, South Yorkshire. She has been writing and performing poetry across the UK for more than a decade and has written and performed internationally in Sweden, Iceland and Australia. Her work has recently been featured in the Morning Star, Lighthouse Journal, Emerge Lit Journal, the Me Too Anthology from Fairacre Press, and on BBC Radio 4's Power Lines. She is a care worker and a community arts producer, and is currently working towards her MA in Creative Writing from the University of Gloucestershire. She has lived in Sheffield, Bristol and Brighton, and now lives in the Forest of Dean with her cats, husband and various fierce and magical children. As usual, I hope you are sitting comfortably. You've got a nice cup of tea or a nice soft drink or whatever it is to help you chill out. Um, and I hope you really enjoy today's episode. Hello, Sally. Hi, Bridget. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. Oh, it's so nice to have you on the podcast. I'm really well. I'm feeling autumn. It's come into my bones now, so it's arrived. It's here, um, uh, and I'm not sure if I'm like grateful for it yet or not. <laughs> yeah, it's confusing. We're in the confusing autumn week. Yes. Uh, how are you? Yeah, I'm very well. Similarly, sort of feeling the transition, the the the, the seasonal transition in good and bad ways. But um, yeah, glad to be talking to you instead of doing my job. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, so we're um, chatting today about your new pamphlet, Pantomime Horse, Russian Doll, Egg. Yes, which is out today. I mean, oh, not today. Yeah, as wow. in today day, of recording. Real life today. September. Um, Sally's third Burning Eye pamphlet um, is out today and available from our web store. And Sally directly, obviously. Um so in a moment, I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions about the book and about you as an artist. Uh, uh, but first, I would like to know um, what was the last um, thing that you drank that made you feel really warm inside, like a hug? Mm, that's a good question. Um, well, I got my period this week on the full moon, of course. Obviously. On the full moon, on the week that I'm releasing a book, I got my period because that's... That's how uh, how good fortune works. Um, but I always drink this rose tea from um, uh, it's from Yogi Teas, which I know Yogi Teas do have the patronising packaging, but I do think they're the best 
of the like main teas and it's it's a rose tea but it's got like linden flowers and sunflower petals and alfalfa and stuff in and I just think it's like perfect I think it's the perfect tea Ooh. it's it, it's good for it's good like it's a good relaxing tea but it's also a good um you know it's kind of like makes me feel kind of warm and supported and a space to be creative and yeah it's an all-rounder I think it's perfect right. I, I would let them sponsor me and I wouldn't let anyone sponsor me <laughs> Well, if anyone's listening who's connected to Yogi Tees, then yeah. please, please get in touch. Um, Perk me up. <laughs> yeah. I do like those teas. Um, my, I think my favourite tea is the uh, is peppermint and licorice. Mm, yeah, I, I'm not. I, I have a strange relationship with licorice. I don't like it <laughs> normally, but I was like, I heard the licorice is good for the lungs, and I, I smoke, so I was like, oh, I'll give it a go. Yeah. And the peppermint just takes the edge off, makes yeah. it sweet. And it's just such a nice tea. Um, yeah, I'll give it a try. I trust you. If you say it's worth it, I'll give it a try. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you ever get, you know, like a cough or, or a cold, whatever, I think it's actually pretty good for your for your chest. So yeah, I had to you're not supposed to you're not supposed to drink it when you're pregnant. So oh, okay. I sort of got rid of all the lick teas with licorice in when I was pregnant and they haven't crept their way back into my life yet. But I'm willing to give them another try. Okay. <laughs> We'll get you a bottle of vodka and a <laughs> yeah. licorice. Yay! You're not pregnant anymore. Speaking <laughs> of things that I should give another try. <laughs> so uh, let's uh, move on to the pamphlet. As I have been calling you like a riff off of uh, Metallica, master of pamphlets. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a pamphlet girl I've just accepted that about myself now yeah I love it though I also have just really followed in your footsteps of like being a huge fan of the pamphlet for myself I think like creatively maybe we're quite similar in that like our work comes out in little chunks thematic chunks you know like brain wise I mull something over and I mull something over and then and then I'm processing it and then the processes start to turn into poems and they tend to be linked together and then when they're done they're done and I don't you know I don't I mean maybe that's maybe for somebody who writes longer collections that's the first part of the process and then they're kind of like well yeah that's when you start to add in themes and you start to weave other things through and that's how a full collection happens maybe maybe it's a time issue but for me I sort of get to that sort of 12 16 18 poem mark and I'm usually like I've said everything I want to say about this and I don't want to start writing about a whole other area you know mining a whole other seam of exploration because this is what this pamphlet is so yeah I mean I just that's how creatively it's how I work but I also love pamphlets like I love like just going on a little mission with somebody where they kind of explore a niche subject or a kind of an area of existence or a do you know what I mean like a little just like a little moment it's easy to process it's easy to it's not not easy to process, but it, it creates a small space to kind of to kind of process something and then you're done. And I think if you're busy and if you have a busy brain, that actually can be a really great way to to kind of to consume art because it's kind of like you've had your relationship, you've had your moment with it, but you're also not like, oh, God, it's really long and I can't concentrate. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I would definitely agree with you on that. I 
need that like shorter focus point of things and like you say and we've published so many great pamphlets this year which also have that succinct contained theme to them um and that's what makes them so so great it's like a snapshot into sort of yeah time. I you know I when Deanna Rogers last pamphlet came out I was I was in the mire of like my baby wouldn't sleep I was so tired I just felt like I was on the verge of a nervous breakdown and the day it arrived she had a the, the baby went to sleep oh, the baby she's like two at this point but she still just was sleeping so badly she went to sleep on me for like 45 minutes and I was so tired but I just felt like I couldn't sleep and I couldn't let go of this idea of wanting to like connect with the world in some way and I sat while the baby was asleep and read Deanna's pamphlet and I you know and I'd gone in on this journey with her and I'd gone down this little rabbit hole of exploration with her and and because it because the pamphlet explores like the idea of creativity and the nature of creativity as well as the poems themselves I just felt so much like a person and then the baby woke up and I was like I've read a book and I've and I've thought through and my brain has gone down a new alleyway and explored some new ideas and it just that's the value of of a short succinct kind of offering I think yeah I also remember that book coming out and having a similar sort of reaction of like I my brain can't concentrate on anything can't read anything and and I'd obviously read that book so many times, um, you know, through publishing it. Um, but it was so different to just sit there and be like, oh, OK. And then I, you know, did all the exercises at the back and, you know, it, I just felt really involved in the whole process. Yeah. It great. <laughs> yeah. Really good. Yeah. I really like that idea of a conversation as well, a back and forth, because mm. I did yeah. the exercises as well. And then you feel like you've kind of, you know, it's kind of it's it, you're, you're sewn into the process, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So, um. Pantomime egg, Russian doll. No, I've done that wrong already. <laughs> Pantomime pamps. Damn it. Pantomime horse, Russian doll, egg. I'm not yeah. going to say that 10 times fast. And I'm not going to say it when I'm drunk either. <laughs> so, um, you know, I don't know if people at home are making their own guesses about what the title means, but do you want to enlighten us? Yeah, yeah, I just, um, it started off as like the working title, like I definitely yeah. was not actually going to call it this, um, and then I'll sort of get to why I just decided to go with it in a bit, but I just, it was definitely a working title because it was in my early notes around this idea of, the, the pamphlet's about childbirth, it explores kind of my experience of labour and birth, but also some kind of zooming out wider context about ideas about labour and birth. And, you know, uh, these ideas, I guess that's kind of how my creative mind worked. These ideas were forming in these sort of metaphors. And, you know, the pantomime horse is like, it's two people, like it's meant to be one person on the stage, but it's kind of moving strangely. And it's sort of this, um, uh it's a it's a metaphor for something else in its own way on the stage and then it turns out it's played by two people and that's kind of struck me as a sort of I don't know it just struck a chord with me about this the separation um of be, be, of being in labor and like becoming two separate people Russian doll is a similar um you know it's a little bit more of a um 
uh, sort of well-trodden metaphor for like a person inside a person inside a person um and egg I mean I'm just obsessed with eggs I've always been obsessed with eggs um <laughs> my, I I just that the idea of like a kind of it's like a Schrodinger's cat situation do you know what I mean like eggs can be fertilized or not fertilized um I don't just mean human eggs I mean all eggs so they might have another living thing inside or they might not they might have just been shed and be kind of waste that month and I just I've always been obsessed with eggs I think they're really weird um and but then also like you kind of like an egg when you're when you're heavily pregnant you've just got a big round tummy and then a little bird comes out of you (laughs) cracked open and a little baby bird comes out and then it's you're broken and the baby bird's helpless and you have to keep the baby bird alive but you're absolutely broken um so all of these things cramming all these metaphors into this uh, into this pamphlet um and actually when it came to it and I was kind of trying to think of a more quote-unquote grown-up title for do you know what I mean to kind of publish under I was like do you know what like these images these ideas were the hook that kind of allowed me to get into these poems and start writing and that's okay that's that's how it's my creative response to childbirth and that was my kind of hook to allow me to start writing these poems which was really hard at the time you know I I did have some light birth trauma to contend with and a lot of historic hospital trauma to contend with so having that kind of slightly jokey slightly comedic way in was really important to me so I just I just embraced it and I was like this is the title (laughs) yeah and I think that is something that runs has run through all of your pamphlets that idea of grief and confronting difficult things with some kind of dry wry type humor there you know um the other survivors would pick up <laughs> definitely I think from those yeah yeah sort of things. I guess it's one of those things where it's like this is this tone is here if you need it and if yeah. you need it you'll recognize it do you know what I mean yeah and it's nice to see you explore those things in this book because obviously that's been a huge part of your life over the over the last few years um is it I suppose I usually ask a question you know you know what was difficult about it to write but how like much support did you have from other people did you do writing workshop did you have a mentor like was this something that you did by yourself or did you have support along the way no this was really I suppose um, you know I've always been like a super like an artist that is like in an in a creative community you know in Bristol and in Brighton I was like surrounded by other writers and musicians and friends that were creative in lots of other different ways you know like cooking and just like creative activism and this kind of thing and now I live like in the Forest of Dean which although I have some really wonderful friends here I don't have a community of artists as such Mm. and because of having my daughter and because we're foster carers we just naturally don't do as much socializing like a lot of our time is childcare and obviously working as well so I didn't have that community in the same way so I had to actively find those spaces um so I went to devotion Sunday school um which is um can't recommend highly enough really um they've got an instagram if you go to their instagram then you you can kind of follow links to when they have sessions coming up next 
but they're um yeah I think they've started doing evening classes as well but traditionally it's been a Sunday school and it's just two hours on a Sunday they they give loads of really interesting esoteric unusual creative prompts they create this space for you to write in a really in a way that really resonates with me um it's a sliding scale based on uh, you know you can pay a different amount based on how, if you're waged or run waged or studying or that kind of thing um and yeah that was really great I think I did six a block of six sessions that was really important to me um but also I started writing these poems um as part of my MA and still I still haven't finished my MA <laughs> I'm still working on it but yeah I did um I did an independent study module my MA is to, is um to do with prose writing learning finally learning to write prose after all these years but I did I took an independent study module so I could write some poems because I was learning all this stuff and my brain naturally turns things into poems so as I was learning these writing techniques and ideas and different theories of creativity all these poems were starting to form and and so I just took this independent study module so I could kind of start writing them and that's where some of these poems in this collection started to take shape so between like my friends on my course and my um some of my tutors who are incredibly supportive and devotion Sunday school I sort of managed to find some of those spaces that I was missing from my previous life if you see what I mean yeah I think it's um nice that lots of people in this time have found those online spaces and communities for each other because like you say like you know the sort of different of your circumstances from the last book to this book is is you know that that loss of community that physical community that you've had before in terms of supporting you a lot of people have been forced into new ways of um responding to creativity and and being part of like online spaces and things like that uh uh were you involved in any other I know Laurie Bolger has been running some sort of breakfast club type things um which I'm I'm loving because she's still going with it and stuff and I think she's got a really good module for it um was there any other like online spaces and stuff that you've been to over the last few years that have helped you along the way yeah so a Sunday school is great because it's um because it's so low pressure mm. you know it's so supportive it's so low pressure Laurie's so good at you know she's put together now so many different courses which kind of meet different people's needs in different ways and she's and she's starting to sort of really pin down different different kind of creative approaches and and that kind of thing but I think the thing is about Sunday school which was obviously Sunday school sorry um was was that she because it started during the pandemic it was just this relief of connection you know like low pressure connection so you didn't have to get on the zoom and make loads of conversation you know like you'd see oh there's Johnny fluffy punk and there's such and such but you're all just there you know and she was very specific you don't have to put your camera on it's called breakfast club so you literally it's okay if you're still in your pajamas and eating your breakfast but like then you've done something you've seen some faces you've done something creative and in that time when we just couldn't connect with each other and it was so hard to stay positive and stay to remember who you are as a person I just thought it was great and since I've gone back to work because I work on a Sunday I can hardly ever go but um now she started doing some different courses at different times. I think I'm going to sneak into some of the others. 
Yeah. And what about live performances, in-person performances and things like that? Like, are you looking forward to going back into that and, and doing your poems? Yeah, I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I am nervous. Like I don't, you know, I used to be, I think the thing is when you, when you put, when you put DIY shows on and then you inevitably are comparing them yourself because there's no money in DIY shows between kind of running a couple of different, you know, I used to run Hammer and Tongue in Bristol and around Poetry Pulpit and then doing lots, also being invited as a guest poet a lot. I was on stage all the time and you get so comfortable with it and you get so, it doesn't feel like a kind of big deal anymore. And now I just, the idea of standing up in front of people is is kind of terrifying and feels kind of ridiculous as well. I'm just like, what? Like, who do I think I am? But I am also really excited. I've got, um, so I was able to read at um, Bristol Harbour Fest in July. Um, Rebecca Tantoni invited me along to read there. And that was the first time I've been on stage for a long time. And I was terrified, but I loved it. And then I've got like a couple of readings a month over the next few months. So it's kind of like enough that I can prepare and that I can give myself time to kind of get my head around it but not so many that I'm just like oh my god like I can't this is this is too much for me right now you know yeah Um, so yeah I'm really excited to get back and um and I'm also just excited to like share these poems because I just I just really like them (laughs) and uh and I'm excited to sort of read them out loud you know so We'll see. Ask me again in three months. I might be like, it was awful. I'm never doing it again. Well, I think it'll be interesting, though, to see, like, how you've progressed in terms of, like, you performing them now or reading them now to how you are in, like, six months' time after you've done loads of gigs and that, you know, when you do, like, live performances and you do the same poems over again, the way that you perform them changes so it'd yeah. be really interesting to see how that changes for you over over the next few months. Yeah, and, and also sometimes just as, like, bits here and there that just don't work live like some I do end up kind of having a bit of the live edit of a piece because I'm like that doesn't sound right in my voice or it doesn't I can't do that justice or it sounds weird so yeah they kind of get reshaped as like a stage version um which might happen um yeah I'll just have to wait and see but I am excited so where can people find out about your readings um I've got a new website having locked myself out of my old one in 2018 (laughs) I just in the end I just I did get back in in the end and I've just made it I made the old one private because I just thought you know keep it in case I need anything yeah but it was just chaotic and it was like I had 10 years of like stuff on there and it just anyway I've got a new one sallyjenkinson.com and it literally just has like um basic information like current projects and um and dates so it's like I think it's under projects and then tour dates um I'm gonna put them up there but also like just wanging on about them on social media so yeah um, I'll put I'll put like uh, some details on Instagram and Twitter and then hopefully between those three things if somebody wants to come and come and catch catch a reading then they can um and hopefully there'll be more I've got I've had some really nice chats with people about dates in the new year so I'm hoping to sort of keep that sort of one or two a month up through the year and just enjoy getting out and 
And I'm also just so excited to hear other people read. Like, it's just been so long. And some of the dates, like, um, I'm reading at the, it's Cheltenham Poetry Festival next week. Um, I'm doing a couple of readings at Cheltenham Poetry Festival, but one of them is like a showcase, a university showcase. So there's tutors and tutors and students from the university all reading because I'm not a, I'm not a poetry student I don't know any of the poets so like I'm so excited to hear all of them read and like this idea of like you know like you're nervous and you do your thing but then you can just sit down and soak in the whole evening and soak mm-hmm. up all the people's poems and like oh it's been so long I'm so excited yeah I miss that I miss that going to um, events and hearing other people read and be like oh oh yeah yeah that's so good um and that that, I feel like that's half of it that's where half the inspiration and the motivation comes to you know and then you're scribbling on like a napkin on your way out and stuff yeah yeah I love that um yeah well we'll uh, be posting all the links um in the description for this episode so you can follow Sally on social media and um follow her website as well um and you've got a a launch coming up as well haven't you but that's going to be online yeah I'm going to do an online launch for lots of reasons one just because then I don't have to kind of sort childcare, so that's sort of easier for me (laughs) it's really accessible I'm still really loving online events yeah that's the other reason is I was just like do you know what like I don't want all the accessibility all the leaps and bounds that were made in terms of accessibility during the pandemic I don't want all that to just be like brushed under the carpet I think online events are great like obviously there's an issue to do with like physical access of a lot of venues but also you know people who are going through things like mental health wise who don't feel able to get out and about or or you know money travel like I live in a rural area I often see gigs that are happening in cities that I can't get to so all of these different types of accessibility and of course like being parents being carers not being able to for all those reasons I was just like I'm just going to do it online and then everyone's welcome it's just going to be free because you know I've got all the readings that are you know paid or whatever coming up I just wanted to have it's going to be in the afternoon it's free it's just to like celebrate the book coming out and then I've got um a guest poet who her name's Vicky Hampton and she is local to me in the Forest of Dean I love her poems I think she's fantastic and like thinking about having a little open mic section as well and just like relaxed enjoy some poems Sunday afternoon and then just go back to whatever you need to do so yeah everyone is welcome and it would be really nice to see people there so there's yeah links to all that is on all the socials but it's on the 9th of Sunday the 9th of October at three o'clock that's the hunter's moon for any witches listening yeah (laughs) (laughs) and it's great because it's in the afternoon I love I love a like obscure time for a gig it's great so the gig's at 3 p.m till half four yeah and then we're running our um, full moon witch season workshops with for book's sake later that evening Uh, get inspired by sally's um book launch and you're like i really want to do some writing now you should definitely come to that i'm just very cheekily promote promote some other stuff i'm doing (laughs) that's that's perfect i'm really glad that i didn't because i was going to go for the evening and then i was like do you know what i just i just want it to be like for everyone and when you get into and you get into like well what time because Monday's a funny day, isn't it? Because people work, you know, it's a chill day. So, you know, there's night people that won't get up until the afternoon or there's, 
you know so yeah it's nice it's nice um I think it's going to be really nice I can't wait to hear you read some poems again I feel like it's been ages and I have been a huge fan of yours for as long as I have been doing this which is like 12 years now (laughs) you're very kind that's Uh, um and I remember when you booked me for Boomtown all those years ago and I was so excited and I was like oh my god yeah and you absolutely smashed it it was great and I loved it um and it's nice now for me to see new punk poets come up like that younger and, and doing it and I was just like this is so great I like yeah, yeah, I, 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 I'm really glad to see that there's still a sort of thriving DIY culture because I, you yeah. know, I do, as much as I believe in, you know, um, a certain level of professionalization in terms of I think that like creatives deserve to be paid and I think we deserve to have unions and I think we deserve to have benefits. I also think that sometimes their level of professionalization sort of can be can seem scary or elitist or can kind of frighten people off who just don't feel that they are those people yeah Um, and you need you need you need the people who are doing the 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 making the magic happen the DIY magic happen to keep everything real and to keep things new things happening you know a space where just like anything can happen so like yeah I mean mean, that's just still me you know I just never I'm never going to grow out of DIY I I think it's invaluable I think every artist should to DIY it for a while because it it uh, um it gives you this confidence that you you're like well I don't see that thing happening that I want to so I'm just going to do it myself you know Yeah. Without had the pressure of being like, oh well, I, I need to get funding for that. And da, 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 there's like a real like, you know, you can just immediately respond to that yeah. thing that you want to do by DIYing it. And it teaches you how to be resourceful and like it's great. I love it. And yeah, I I, you know, from one DIY punk to another. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> um, a pleasure. It's been really nice to talk to you today. Um I want everyone to go to our web store right now i can i can hear you i can see you (laughs) head to burningeye.co.uk pick up a copy of sally's pamphlet um or go direct to sally sallyjenkinson.com buy a book get it signed tell your friends buy them the book too it's going to be amazing uh and we'll we'll see you on the launch on the the 9th of october sally would you like to um finish off today's episode um with a poem yeah I'd love to actually I was just getting slightly distracted then because I was thinking oh which one am I going to read but I think I know which one I'm going to read it's quite short is that okay yeah that's fine okay so you guys shared on your stories um my a poem from the from the pamphlet called Nymphaea which is kind of like it's definitely like the sweetest one in the collection I would say um and it's kind of the before of the birth pool um and I kind of I tried to write an answer I tried to write a before and after birth pool um just to kind of bracket that um you know the kind of the the beauty and the magic of like getting into water as a person who's in labor but then also some of the the kind of viscera and the animalistic nature of it too so this is the answer to the one that you guys shared and it's called still life with secondhand birth pool 
Inflatable bath squats the floor, still water pinked with my brute self. Purple ball where I retched and keened, stone walls stand a foot thick, unfazed. Old towel across the room where we opened and opened, where I touched a head, where I thought I could but I couldn't. Quick red footprints out into the daylight, wounded tracks submitting to the bright unknown. Thanks. Um, yeah, it's only, it's only um, short and I wish it's in a form and I wish I could remember the form that I used because that's the kind of thing that real poets remember is like the name of the form. Um, but uh, yeah, it kind of kept me, it, it made, it meant I had to be really strict with the sort of syllables that I chose and it yeah. kept it really like, which I think is a good reflection of that, that, that time of my yeah. experience. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much, mate. It's been really lovely to catch up with you today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Really, thank you for making the time. Yeah, always. Um, and I will definitely catch you soon at one of your readings. Um, I'll wait for my book to arrive, but when it does, I'm going to be taking it into the bath with me and having a lovely time. <laughs> oh, my God, it's so scary. I hope you like it. <laughs> I'm sure I will. Um, but, yeah, thanks for today, um, and we'll catch up with you soon. Thanks so much, Brid. Thank you. Bye. Bye, bye, bye.